You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids. It's Paula Phillips. Right Road. Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. And oh my goodness, I hope you are ready for a ton of inspiration, fun for all ages, and an amazing crash course in illustration and creativity with the one and only Jim Paylot. Jim is the illustrator of about a zillion children's books, including all those, something like 90 plus, in the extraordinary New York Times bestselling Weird School children's book series. Oh my gosh, what a show this is going to be this evening. We all need fun and positivity and creativity in our lives, and this hour is going to be jam-packed with all those things. So I'm just going to dive right into the awesomeness of it all. A gigantic welcome to each one of you. I, as always, I am just so, so, so glad you're here. And in addition to Jim's presence and all the fun learning and inspiration we're going to share here together, of course, I also have a whole bunch of fantastic On the Right Road giveaways and gift opportunities to share with you throughout the program tonight, including an incredibly special one that I'll share near the end of the show that thanks to Jim, every single one of you will receive at the asking. No kidding. It is so amazing. And Note, you guys, that I'll announce all the recipients from all of the rest of tonight's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. So make sure to check for that recipient announcement post so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient this week. And also note that we'll be mailing all the gifts from tonight's show out to the recipients the week of March 14th. So they should arrive by month's end. And all the entry details will be a part of each giveaway opportunity, so you'll know exactly what to do to participate and enter. So, to start the giving fun, here's tonight's first awesome On the Right Road gift opportunity for you. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. And first, especially for those of you who might be new to On the Right Road, I want to make sure to mention tonight's code word, so that you know how this all works, okay? So tonight's code word for the giveaways is the word creativity, okay? So what you want to do is go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page. Don't just wait for the giveaways to come up in your timeline. Facebook is so big that everything doesn't show up in your timeline. So go to our actual Right Road Kids Facebook page. Just search it and then go right to it. And then as I explain each of the giveaways, they're going to pop up, just like hit refresh, and it'll pop right up there in your on the Facebook page. And the easy entry details will be right there in each giveaway post. This first one isn't up yet because I haven't shared all about it. But then in addition to the entry details that are on Facebook, make sure to also type in the code word creativity anywhere in your entry comments because that lets us know that you're listening and it officially enters you okay so for this first giveaway tonight celebrating drawing creating and illustrating i have eight pencil art kits each set includes two sketching pencil packs and 
two top quality sketch pads. And each pencil pack includes 14 sketch pencil sizes. Plus, as a bonus, um, four of the sets will also include the additional sketching accessories pictured in the giveaway picture. So there will be eight recipients, and each will receive an awesome classroom pencil sketching set. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to also type tonight's code word creativity as part of your entry comment, okay? And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the eight recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Special thanks to DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks for helping to make this giveaway possible. And I think you all know this is just the first of the awesome creative giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you tonight. So (laughs) keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. And just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, February 27th, 2022. Tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. (laughs) And now, you guys, I am so happy to introduce you all to my extraordinary guest this evening, Jim Paylot. Jim is a husband and father who has been an exceptional and inspirational illustrator for 30 years. He has illustrated over 100 children's books, including the widely recognized kids' favorite Weird School books written by Dan Gutman. Two of the other series Jim has il- done the illustrations for are Secrets of a Lab Rat with Trudy Truitt and The Grubtown Tales with Philip Arda. Jim's art has been recognized by the New York Society of Illustrators, the Society of Illustrators Los Angeles, the Roald Dahl Funny Prize, and kids and parents and educators literally everywhere. I am thrilled beyond belief to introduce you all to illustrator extraordinaire Jim Paylot and welcome him to On the Right Road. Welcome, Jim. Hi, Paula. It's nice to be here. I'm, I'm really happy to be here talking to you. Oh, I am I'm I've been so excited about this show for the whole last month. I just so I'm going to dive right in and here's the cool thing. As I think of a lot of you listeners know, whenever I have a guest who's an awesome inspiration for kids and adults, I love to start with an on the right road quick fire question challenge. So, I've set my timer for 3 minutes, Jim. I'm going to ask okay. you Okay, I'm going to ask 10 quick fire questions, and if you can answer all 10 in three minutes or less, I'll add bonus Amazon gift card drawings to our big Everyone Gets One giveaway for our wonderful Right Road Educator friends at the end of the show, okay? Okay. (laughs) That's great. Okay, I'll do my best. (laughs) You can do it. Okay, so here are the 10 quick quick fire questions. I'm starting my timer. Here we go. On your market set, go. Number one, what is your favorite color? Red. Awesome. Number two, what's your favorite food? My favorite food are freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. Ooh, yummy. I have to have gluten-free, but I love those. <laughs> Number three, what's your, oh, favorite? Yeah. <laughs> what's your favorite city? My favorite city is Venice, Italy. Oh, beautiful. Okay, number four, yes. do you know exactly how many books you've illustrated? And if so, what's that number? I do not know exactly the number. I know that Dan Gutman and I have done over 80, and then after that, uh, it all turns foggy for me. It's, I know it's <laughs> over 100, and uh, I, I've tried to sit down and count them, and, and I just I lose track. 
It's at least over 100. How awesome. Okay, number five. Mm-hmm. I'm going faster so we get to, to get the three minutes. Okay. Have you ever written a book? Yes, I've written one book about 25 years ago called Life's Least Important Questions. And oh it's, uh, it's probably out of print by now. Oh, my gosh. I'd love to read it. Okay, number six. How many illustrations do you typically do for a book, like for a weird school book, for example? For a My Weird School book, it's typically about 30. 30 cool. black and white illustrations, and that's different for picture books, but for, for the chapter books, around 30. Perfect. Okay, now number seven, how long does it typically take you to illustrate a book? For the My Weird School books, it takes about three weeks to do the interior art and about four days for the cover, three or four days for the cover. For other books, that varies always depending on the size of the book and that sort of thing. Wow, that's fascinating. For the graphic novel. Yeah, for the graphic novels, it takes about uh, three or four months. Yes, because, I mean, every page has a million pictures. Oh, my gosh. Okay, number eight. Right? So what are Mm -hmm. two of your favorite things to do in addition to your awesome artwork? I like hiking, and I like reading. Just I, I rarely get a chance to just sit and read and let the world slow down around me. So both of those things. Oh, I love it. Okay, question nine, Jim. If you were, weren't an illustrator, what other career would you choose? Well, if I was a, it, younger, I wanted to be Tarzan, but that job was taken. <laughs> so uh, I, think, I think I would have wanted to be an entomologist. And I, I was crazy about ants as a kid, and I still am. And I think it would have been uh, really interesting to uh, study uh, insect science. Wow. Okay, number 10. We can do this. 15 seconds. What three words would you use to best describe you? I love animals. Oh, my gosh. We did it. Yay! So now we're going to add bonus Amazon (laughs) cards at the end. So so teachers can purchase art supplies. Oh, my gosh. I love this so much. That's great. Right? Oh, my gosh. I love giving. I love... This is just going to be so much fun tonight. And I can tell from... All of our correspondents, Jim, that you clearly have a love of books. Who would you say was most responsible for helping you find that true love of and joy of reading? My grandmother. Um, when we were, when I was a little guy, about in kindergarten age, uh, we we were not well off at all. It was my grandma, my mom, and me and my two older brothers, and we. I, I hate to say we were poor, but we we didn't have any money. So, and we all slept. My, my two brothers, me and my grandmother, all slept in the same room. There were three beds. Wow. My two brothers had a bed, and I slept with my grandmother. And she always read to me every night before we went to bed, before we went to sleep. And as a kid, I used to think, man, I, I felt sorry for myself. I can't believe I have to sleep with my grandma. Right. And now that I'm a, an older guy, I'm thinking, man, I can't believe my grandma had to sleep with me. I felt so <laughs> sorry for her. <laughs> well, and what a, what a, I had no idea that that was the case, you know, your history and what an inspiration mm-hmm. for kids everywhere to know that whatever life circumstance you come from, you can make your dreams come mm-hmm. true. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm getting like choked up here. Okay. So now Jim, your primary role in books is that of an illustrator. So especially Mm -hmm. for all the kids who may be listening, what is the definition of and the role of an illustrator? 
Well, we're the guys that draw the, we read the stories and draw the pictures for the stories or paint the paintings uh, for the stories. That's pretty much what we do. Um, some writers illustrate their own stories, and that's super cool. Um, right. But for me, for my main role in, is to help the story be better. Uh, now, it's already a good story. It, right. Or else it wouldn't be a book, you know. So people are going to enjoy that story. So my job is to help move that story along and uh, kind of give a vision to it, a visual. Um, I do mostly funny, goofy stories. And so that's the people that hire me know that I'm going to do goofy art for these <laughs> funny, goofy stories. And so I, I pretty much, I'm like icing on the cake or or, or that kind of thing. I'm, I'm just, I'm the extra thing that helps this book become even more fun. I love that. Like you're looking at it beyond, quote, just drawing the pictures. You're actually a part of making the story come to life. I love that so much. And well, you know what? It, oh, it's, yeah. Every book I've done, it, it's, yeah, you kind of have to feel that way because right. you're setting aside so much time to make this thing better. Uh, it really helps when the story's good and when you uh, have a nice relationship with the author. All of that really helps. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's like wonderful synergy. Well, and I'd love mm-hmm. to know, Jim, if have you always had your amazing talent to draw? I mean, like, how did you realize you had it? And when did you realize you had it? Oh, thank you. Um, you know, I've always loved to draw. Um, even I remember in kindergarten when I first said to myself, I I may have said it out loud for all I know, I I want to be an artist someday. Wow. Uh, So I've always known I wanted to be an artist uh, since I knew the Tarzan job was taken. And so (laughs) I I just, I I drew all the time, and it really didn't occur to me that I was better than some students, but not as good as others uh, at drawing. Um, And I drew all through school, and I drew into high school, and and of course in college where I got, got a degree in art. But I didn't really feel like I was incredibly gifted or had a way with it until maybe high school. Um, I, and I'm, I'm really lucky in that I was hardly ever the best artist in class. You know how some people say, oh, she's really a genius at math and he's really right. a great athlete. And you know, all that stuff that happens in school. I was hardly ever the artist. And so uh, because I'm a little competitive, uh, it, I always <laughs> tried harder. And um, by the time I got in college, I started to feel like, okay, I, I think I could do this one day, you know. And so uh, I, it really didn't. I'm a, always a late bloomer and everything. And so maybe art is one of those things, too. Well, and I love how you said that you just tried harder. It goes to show that somebody might be the, quote, most talented at that moment. But they might take it for granted and they might not work that hard at it. But if you Mm -hmm. have a talent, and maybe you don't think you're the best at it, but if you put your thousand percent heart and soul into it, your story is, your life story is such a testimony to, again, anything can happen. Just, you know, if something's on your heart, it's there for a reason and, and work your tail off and anything is possible. Oh my gosh, this is so inspiring. So, so Jim, was there a particular person? No, that's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I just want to add one thing to what you just said, which is so perfect, uh, that you, you really, one thing about working so hard and all of that, that that can happen for you is that'll happen if you really love what you're doing. 
And the next thing you know, you're getting good at what you're doing, whether it's on the guitar or playing soccer, whatever it is. So that work that we're doing to get better sometimes really isn't work if you just love what you're doing. Well, and I think that's something so important for parents and teachers to really um, look at with each child is what are what is the child drawn to? And, you know, and yeah. instead of, oh, we don't have time for that, you know, oh, my goodness, that could be a talent, you know, just shoved under the rug, right? So, Jim, was sure, there someone, sure. was there a particular person who encouraged your artistic talent and and who or what inspires you now to be the fantastic artist that you are and have become? Uh, thank you. Uh, my My parents were always really supportive. Uh, And I'm not sure that that. they knew how I could make a living being an artist, but they were always supportive of me doing art and then majoring in art in college. And so they they were always supportive. Uh, I made sure I always had a network of friends that really loved doing the kind of things I do. You know, we all have friends that like different things, and that's great, but they at least supported you in what you did. And right. so a network of friends and is always really important. Just, you know, being by yourself is nice, but it's sometimes better to have friends that, that cheer for you also. Absolutely. I mean, like you said that, you know, we're all, or a lot of us are competitive in certain ways, but having that core group of friends that mm-hmm. uplifts you and supports you, oh my gosh, that's so important for yeah. kids and all of us to hear. So Jim, mm-hmm. okay, here's the scoop. I love to draw, but... Okay. <laughs> two-dimensional and kind of graphic type drawings, not people. Um, it, sure. That tends to be my artistic wheelhouse. I can draw from direct draw lessons, but creating my own mm-hmm. characters, I, I see them in my head, but putting them down on paper is not really a, a strong talent of mine. But I'm thinking with some helpful tips, maybe I could find at least a hint of that talent and maybe others feel that same way too. So I would love to hear your perspective on how you do or go about what you do, Jim, like with a blank piece of paper and and your art supplies, how do you go about drawing a character and really creating who they are? And then kind of piggybacked with that question, do you have any tips for those of us who feel drawing challenged? Uh, okay. For for coming up with characters, I assume you mean not from a book, just just like I just feel like drawing for fun today, which I do as often as I can. I, I just start doodling around and having fun with it. And the key oh. is to not get frustrated and walk away because not everything you draw is going to come out good. It's just not. So right. my theory is this, and I tell kids this a lot. I just think we're full of of a lot of bad sketches. So the more you sketch, <laughs> you get those out of you. And so yes. like in... One week you might be drawing, every every four out of five sketches might be like, oh, I don't like this. But pretty soon, you know, after a few days or whatever it takes, four out of five sketches might be good instead right. of not good. And so if you get those bad ones out of you, kind of like a clogged drain, you just turn on <laughs> the faucet and try hard, and uh, some of them are going to be bad. They're just, they're just not going to be good. But some of them will be outstanding. And and those are the ones you build on. You put I, I set aside those little victories, like, oh man, that was an awesome alien I drew or cow or whatever. <laughs> and I, I just remember that and I keep going. And then next time I'm you, you know, you're trying harder stuff. So actually physically how to come up with characters, uh, a lot of that is, is just going to be 
you physically sitting there and putting in the time to practice. You know, there's no substitute, whether it's music or writing or drawing or painting. There's really no substitute for putting in the time. Yes. And that's so encouraging. It's, I mean, it's encouraging to me and I'm sure that's encouraging to everybody to know that not everything that you draw is perfect, is great. No, no, it's not. It's so encouraging. Oh my gosh. So, so now here's the next question that kind of is, is moving to the next step. How do you specifically mm-hmm. come up with a character from a book that you're going to illustrate? Like, how do you decide how it's going to look and how you're going to draw that character? Does the author kind of give you a picture from their mind's eye and you work from there? Or do you kind of just create it from your vision and mind's eye based on the words in the book that the author writes? Or is it kind of a combination of the two of you brainstorming together? It's Usually a combination. Uh, it's not so much where we brainstorm together. Usually it's because, and I'll just take uh, Dan Gutman and Trudy Truett, for example, two of my okay. most recent writers I've worked together with. They, they do a great job of describing the character how they are, like on the inside. And, um, for instance, some of Trudy's characters are really well thought out, and they're like, you and I, when we were 14 or, or 11 or whatever, where we're, we're trying our best to be cool or whatever, but we still have our doubts and right. we, you know, are trying to dress like our friends dress and that sort of thing. And that gives me, oh, okay. Who, I, and I start drawing kids that, you know, maybe fashion is conscious, but you also want to be casual. You, you really, when I start sitting down and drawing, I feel like I'm directing a movie. Because oh, cool. I'm drawing these kids how you would choose actors for a role. And I'm thinking, wow. oh, this kind of guy wouldn't be this way. So if I nail one guy and I think, oh, he's awesome, I'm going to stick with this guy, but he's got a best friend. I don't want to draw that best friend to look like him. I'll make him taller or shorter or um, just totally different looking, you know, whether it's hairstyle or skin color or whatever. You want to make them separate but together. And, right. and and it's, again, through trial and error and and changing little things that, that work for you or don't. This is like a master class in, in art and illustration. I, this is going to be so beneficial to so many kids. This is amazing. So what supplies do you use to, to illustrate a book, Jim? Uh, you mentioned before that, that the inside the book the, they're black and white and i know the covers are usually color do you mm-hmm. so what do you use and then do different illustrators use different materials it every yes different illustrators i i keep up and have made friends with a lot of illustrators that i've always admired and it it's as different as every person uh, not oh. so much the tools but the way they approach it and so okay. for me i'm super old school in that i love to sit at my big old drawing table with pencil and paper and an eraser, and I just start going. And I put oh. on music or maybe a you know a, a game on the radio or whatever, and I just start going. And then I just I just let my imagination kind of run wild. And then once I get a sketch I like, then I bring it into the computer and do the final art um, digitally with Adobe Illustrator uh, art program. Oh, how cool! Well, and 
I love that you said pe- that you start with pencils because I thought so hard about what giveaways we could do throughout the show that really tie into you and and art and creativity. And I love that we did that pencil, those graphite pencil sketch mm-hmm. pencils. At the, oh, this is so exciting. So stay with me, Jim. We've only scratched the surface of the tons of questions okay. I have for you. But first, I want to give away a whole bunch of your amazing My Weird School books, both the series and the newest addition to the whole world Weird School franchise, the graphic novels. I'm so excited about this. Wait till you hear everybody. So here's tonight's second On the Right Road giveaway. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have 30 Weird School book or book sets illustrated by Jim Paylott. I have 10 six-count Weird School paperback book sets, and 20 hardcover Weird School graphic novels. And the graphic novels were donated and autographed in the coolest way by Jim himself. I mean, what treasures. They are keepsakes for any classroom, whatever the grade. So (laughs) to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to type tonight's code word creativity as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's earlier giveaway, okay? And this one will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 30 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Jim for donating all 20 of the awesome hardcover copies of the graphic novels. And to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams for helping to make this very special book giveaway possible. So, Jim, now that we've talked a bit about your amazing creative process, can you help us all understand what's the overall process of of book illustration? Like, I guess in a layman's summarized one-minute explanation, how does an author's manuscript become a finished book product with all the illustrations in it? Does that make sense? Okay. It sure does, and I'll, I'm going to try to make it quick for you. I'll, okay. I'll use our uh, My Weird School chapter books as an example. Uh, Dan Gutman writes, it, it, these are all his ideas, so he writes the manuscript. He doesn't okay. ask me about it or anything. He just writes it. He does okay. his thing. He's a genius. They should build a statue of him somewhere. He's awesome. <laughs> so uh, he, he writes it, and Harper Collins. he sends it to them, and they say, we love it. You're a genius. And then they send it to me. And then I read it once for the fun of it. Then I read it a second time and make art notes. I know that I'm going to do about 30 illustrations for it. So I space them out and I start sketching. And um, I've got about 30 sketches I've done. Then I send those to HarperCollins. Dan Gutman hasn't seen them at this point. And then they look at it and they say, Jim, you're a genius. We love you. And then (laughs) Dan says something similar, probably not as flowery, but he says something similar, and uh, if everything goes right. And so um, then they, they go back to me and they say, hey, we love it. Uh, on, we love 29 of them on this one. Can you make, uh, you know, this guy's, um, have him hold us some musical instruments or something? You know, that, there's always a couple right. of little things that I say, yeah, no, no big deal. And so then I do the final art, which takes about three weeks. So during that process, uh, before that even happens, Uh, They just send me like two sentences about what the book is about. So all of the covers of these books, I haven't read the story. I've just got like a two-sentence idea of what the story's about. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, the covers are done a couple of months in advance, and then we illustrate the books. Sometimes the story's not written all the way either. 
So I, I always find that interesting, you know, that he's working on the story while I'm already doing the cover. Oh, my gosh. Well, they need to make a statue to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's well, and and for for kids who might not know, Harper Collins is the publisher. There's tons of different mm-hmm. publishers, and they, you know, they take on different authors' manuscripts. So that when when Jim said Harper Collins, that's the publisher of the book, the the company yeah. that's going to produce print all the copies of the book so they can be available for sale. So here's a, here's mm-hmm. another big question, Jim. Is being an artist and book illustrator different in real life compared to what you thought it would be like when you were younger? It is. I thought, I thought when I was, say, in high school, and I realized I'm going to be an artist somehow, some way, I, I want to be an right. artist. I, love I that. thought I would be sitting in a big loft somewhere in New York and uh, with a little pencil-thin mustache like Salvador Dali, and <laughs> I thought I would just draw for half of the day and the second half of the day, uh, you know, eat, you know, crumpets and whatever else, <laughs> drink tea. And then I thought that that's going to be my day. That's going to be awesome. And well, it's nothing like that at all because I wanted to draw like those famous illustrators of the past, like N.C. Wyeth and Norman Rockwell. Well, I don't have that kind of talent. My talent is drawing goofy stuff like kids riding dinosaurs or sword fights and stuff like that. And so, um, it led me down a different way to where I'm now sitting here and I have real deadlines and I, I don't have a pencil thin mustache and I rarely, <laughs> rarely eat a crumpet. I, I'm not even sure what a crumpet is. And so, um, you know, the thing about being an artist, a lot of times you hear, uh, well, when I'm, I'm, when I feel creative, then I do it. Well, no, when you're really doing it as an artist, you really need to feel creative every day because your job is there every day. Uh, so you you, yes. you find ways to make yourself feel creative. It's up to you to do it. Well, and I love that you said your kind of talent. Like, it's so interesting. Like, I had a, I don't want to dive too far into this, but when I was in college, I mm-hmm. had a vocal coach because I write music and I record. And, and I had a vocal mm-hmm. coach who said, well, you can't sing opera. So actually, he was a professor at the university where I went, you don't sing opera, so therefore you shouldn't sing. And that's not my style. Wow. So I love what you just said is find your, like, again, if it's on your heart, there's something in there. Mm-hmm. If there's a nugget of what you're supposed to be doing and what's going to bring you joy. So don't worry if this person or that person poo-poos your exact kind of talent. It's there for mm-hmm. a reason. And just, and keep, oh, I love this. So, okay, Jim, now how do you get your projects as an illustrator? Or I guess, how does any illustrator get projects? Do you promote yourself? Do you get an agent? Or is it kind of word of mouth for you at this point because you've illustrated so many books? It's, it's all of that. Uh, back in, you know, 25 years ago when I first started this, uh, you would even bring your portfolio to say to New York or Chicago or, you know, where uh, a lot of hiring was done by people who bought art, you know, uh, publishing houses and ad agencies and that sort of thing. But now um, with the Internet and Facebook and Instagram and all of right. that, really, you've got, yeah, my portfolio is online. Um, so so that's my name's always out there if anybody's interested. And, and I've been around <laughs> long enough now to where. I, I don't need to to call anybody and say, please hire me. You know, right. I've, I've been around a while, so they know who I am. And if they don't, that's okay. I'm out there, and they'll see me at some point if they want to see me. 
Well, so it sounds like at first you kind you really have to get out there and show people what you can yes. do, and then you build your <clears> clientele, <throat> just like anything else, I guess. You build your clientele. So uh, here's something cool, Jim. I I love how things so often tie together in awesome ways. I just saw. Speaking of Dan Gutman, um, again, he's the author of the My Weird School books. He just recently, like. It, it, within the last week, shared helpful advice on his Facebook page for authors just starting out. And I'm going to quote what he wrote. He said, find a book you think is really good and reverse engineer it. Count the number of words, the number of pages, the number of chapters, the number of pictures, analyze the characters and the flow. And here's the hardest part, write something better. I love that. So what advice do you have for young artists who would like to become an illustrator or maybe uh, just become an artist or better artist than they already are? Well, there's two ways I can answer that. The first way is uh, I'll answer the second part of that. If you just want to be a better artist because you love to do art, try a lot of different things because it's just art. You know, nobody's going to get hurt in this. It's just it's just right. art. So I make lots of mistakes. I spill paint. I, you know, you, you just try different stuff. In college, when I tried printmaking and and a lot of different kinds of art that I I didn't think I was going to use later, I was really happy I tried it yes. because either it confirmed that yeah, that's not my style, or it gave me another alternative to what I like to do. Yeah. Now, as far as artists who want to do this for a living. Um, you really, like, if you decide, I want to illustrate kids' books, well, the first thing I would do besides keep drawing is get myself to where there's a lot of books, whether that's a bookstore or a library, and start looking at the kind of books you like. This is a lot like what Dan said about writers. I would right. look at the kind of art that really speaks to you and start looking at that. And, and I don't mean copy it. Just get the vibe. Get the... what Yes. What are they, what's, yeah, what's being sold, what's being bought, what kids love. That's the most important part of this. What are kids loving? And, uh, and can you, does, do you love it? Can you draw like that naturally? And if all of that's a yes, well, then, then just keep drawing and follow, go get on that trail. And well, uh, yes. eventually you'll get to a point where you can show some publishers samples of your art. And that'd be great if they hired you. Well, and I love how you said, don't copy it. Look at the vibe of what's, of what, you know, um, people are loving. And, and here's the interesting thing to add to that is that what you do, they might not have seen it yet. So they don't even know they love it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if, if you feel really led to something, it, you know, try it. You know, even if it's not the most popular thing, right, right at that minute, because it might be the new thing that everybody loves. I just, I love how all of this, right? It all ties in. You've got to believe in yourself, in your gift. But, but what you're saying is learn, you know, learn from all the people who are successful out there. I mean, that, that's priceless to learn from others, as well as taking all of your innate built-in ability that you have and practicing. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. So, so here's a, another super important vein of questions, Jim. This, I mean, educators mm-hmm. are going to appreciate this so much. How important do you think it is for schools and classrooms to incorporate art and why? I think, I think it's, it's just everything to people like me and to kids yes. like me that, that I did fine in school. You know, I was a C plus B minus student. I did fine, but I really came alive when it was time to do stuff that's creative. Um, 
any time that you get a chance to do anything in art, and I don't mean just drawing and painting. I mean whether it's music or creative writing. I just I hate to see that stuff pushed aside because kids need that stuff. You know, a lot of kids, you know, can get validation and attention through good grades and good for them. Uh, but there's also some kids just have to have it through uh, their creative abilities and their originality. And when I visit schools, I I speak about that so much that originality and their ability their bravery to be themselves and yes. and to express themselves in a, in an appropriate creative way i just i just love that and those are those are always the kids that um not always but frequently those kids are not seen uh in the same way when it comes you know to get to grade them and that sort of thing so i love yes. it when teachers recognize those kids and uh and give them the kind of attention uh that they need to keep going well, so here's the the big related question that mm-hmm. that teachers all over are struggling with. Do you have, I don't know, two or three tips for how teachers can incorporate drawing and illustrating into their classroom if they themselves have little art talent and basically no resources? Because schools rarely have the budget for an art teacher or, or supplies anymore. Sure. I mean, sure. you know, it sounds like kids can just literally start with pencil and paper. So how can teachers approach this, you know, lack of art in schools challenge? What can they do to incorporate it with no money, little time, and and they don't even know how to do it themselves often you know what what can they do yep well that that's that's really a tough one uh right. w- whenever i'm pose that question or think about it myself I, I i keep coming back to to actual hands-on um experiences for the kids for instance um i was in a school in indianapolis and i was um i i, I gave them a chore i said a, a chore uh uh uh, uh an idea, something to do. I said, this side of the room, you guys write uh, a, a short story. It could be real. It could be based on your life. Um, it, it could be anything that, you know, wrap it up in 15 or 20 minutes. It needs to have characters. It needs to have a beginning, middle, and end. Right. And then when they were done, they didn't know it, but I, pa- I had them pass it over to the kids on the other side. And and by the way, those kids wrote too, and then passed it back to the other side. Oh, so everybody cool. had, that had written something passed it to them. And now everybody's an illustrator, and so oh. they had to illustrate a cover of that story and uh, either the main characters or a scene. And what the discussions that came out of that is are how could you have written uh, better for an illustrator, or did you write too much, too little, or if you're an illustrator, did you like all the detail? Uh, I sometimes do. It guides your art. Or would you rather have less detail so you could go really crazy? And and so that's a, a practical way to do it. Um, another fairly practical, say if you're in um, oh geography class or whatever, you, you know, designing state flags based on, oh, I don't know, maybe the, an important resource for the state or whatever. You know, you can design right. state flags and that sort of thing. But for me, I usually bring it back to stories. Because that's what I've found in my experience keeps kids engaged, their own yes. stories or each other's stories. And illustrating them for each other uh, just brings a lot of laughter and everybody's involved. 
Uh, well, and that is so awesome because that doesn't mean the teacher has to have a whole lot of art talent. It nope. allows the kids to mm-hmm. be completely creative. And I love the idea of of the flags. I think any kind of project you can incorporate, uh, uh, even if it's a little element of it, uh, some kind of sure. draw this and and not like not grading kids on you know, oh, they're the best artist or they're not, you know what I mean? It's like just incorporating the opportunity for art, even if, if it's not a, an art class, so to speak. Oh my gosh. You, Mm -hmm. you explained that so well. That's so helpful. Oh, thank you. So I, I, I wish we had three more hours to talk. I can't believe this time is going so fast. So Jim, what final one minute message do you have for the awesome kids who are listening? My message is this, uh, drawing, it, it just should be for fun. And I know that when we bear down on that pencil and paper, we want it to be really good. It, me, every day when I draw, I want it to be really good. Some days it just isn't going to happen or as quickly as you want it to. So here's what I do. I just stand up and I walk away. I go get a cookie. I watch a cartoon. I walk the dog. I do something that changes my outlook on things. And But the important thing is, don't quit. You come yes. back to it same day. Come back to it. Look at it. It's going to look different. It may, you know, look different like, oh, yeah, I was right. This is horrible. Or <laughs> it may be like, hey, wait a minute. You might think, that's not as bad as I thought. What if I add, uh, you know, some gorillas, you know, swinging in over here, and then I do this, and I add this guy that looks like a banana, banana over here, over here, and then all of a sudden you've got something happening there. But sometimes... It's just not working for you. Turn the page over and start over. It's it's not, n- nobody's getting hurt in this stuff. It's just art. It's just for fun. And don't let it just just squeeze you on the inside. You know, don't let it ruin your day. You well, know, it's supposed love, to be fun. Yes, and I love your idea to stand up and walk away. If, if you're getting frustrated, and that works for us as adults mm-hmm. too with whatever we're doing, stand up, even if sure. it's a minute, five minutes away, you can come back. You are, it's a whole new picture. Um, that's perfect. So what about a final one-minute inspirational message for all of our amazing Right Road educator and parent friends listening, Jim? I have met so many really plugged-in teachers that, you know, it, through school visits and through Facebook and that sort of thing that really get it. And I'm so, I'm just always overwhelmed by how many teachers stand up and fight for kids, especially yes. the kids that are uh, have their own path, that are uh, being their own selves, and and sometimes that's a struggle. You know, we all know that, even as adults. And, and I just love it when teachers stand up and fight for them, even quietly, and um, recognize that we all have abilities, and some of them show up later than sooner, and right. we've all got something to give. And yeah, and I just love it when they give some of these kids that are a little bit different some breathing room and um, yes. let them express their self, themselves in their own way. That I just, I, I wish I could uh, just pin a blue ribbon on all of them, on every oh. teacher that, that sees that. Oh my gosh, what a wonderful message that all educators right now need to hear. You all get a blue ribbon. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, and here's one question I almost forgot to ask. I want to make sure Mm -hmm. that everybody knows. It sounds like you do school visits. Well, now maybe during the pandemic it's different, but how can they reach you if, if they want to get in touch with you for a Zoom visit or eventually a school visit? 
you know, and I think you even do like draw, direct draw lessons. And how can they get in touch with you for that if they're interested? Oh, uh, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and uh, my website, Um That's, I, I think it's up and running now. I've been having troubles with the with the web gurus who run that thing. But uh, I, I do Zoom visits lately because of COVID and all right. that. Um, it's really changed things because I just I just love going in person. But um, I, I do maybe 10 or 12 a year before COVID um, just for fun, something fun to do. And, and I just love, you know, I, I leave there energized by the kids every time. Just well, and the, the kids are a laugh riot. Right. And you're so good at it. I've seen a couple of videos that you do and you're so passionate and the kids are so engaged. Oh, and thank you. and I have to say, teachers, he's very accessible. Like some um, some people are harder to get in touch with, but Jim is very responsive and he just really ha- cares. Uh, so thank you so much, Jim. I'm, I'm truly honored beyond words that you shared this time with us this evening on The Right Road. I, I seriously don't want this show to come to an end. A million times. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Oh, I'm a, well, thank you. And I'm, I'm, go ahead. Oh, I'm I'm flattered and, and and so happy to get a chance to talk to you too, uh, you too, Paula. Oh, this what a what a time together, and you guys to purchase Jim's books, just Google him, Jim Paylot. His last name is P A I L L O T, like Pale Lot, Pale Lot Books. Um, especially the My Weird School books, you can purchase them on Amazon or pretty much any bookstore. Um, what an inspiration he is. And I hope you'll share this episode with your kids and your students because I just, I'm, I feel empowered to do artwork now. So thank you again, Jim. Oh my goodness. How awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Paula. Well, and thank you, as I always want to make sure to do, to our amazing On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nair, Seatsack, the Lithia and DCH auto dealerships and their support companies, including DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks, the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, Leggy Liner, Lori Stinas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And as I always like to do, you guys, I have one nugget from my heart to tonight that you can take with you into the week to come and the rest of the school year. Um, As I'd been thinking about and planning this show tonight and and thinking about all the inspiration I knew Jim was going to bring to the table, a word that just kept really hitting my heart was the word try. Um, Jim and his author counterpart of the Weird School series, Jan Gutman, um, they did a a Zoom special recently where they shared together for uh, nearly an hour, I think, It was so cool to see them both talking together about their creative process. And as part of that special, Jim did a a short direct draw lesson showing kids how to draw the character AJ from the Weird School books. And when I realized he was going to do that, I hopped up and grabbed a marker and a piece of paper. And although drawing people in any way, shape or form, as I mentioned before, does not tend to be a talent in my wheelhouse, I decided I was going to try. And my first try wasn't too bad, but it didn't quite look like the character. And then I realized that with just a couple of adjustments, I thought I can really do this. So without hesitation, I decided to try again. And I'm going to include the result as part of tonight's upcoming third Facebook on the Right Road giveaway picture. It turned out not too bad. And I realized that had I been too nervous to try in the first place, I wouldn't have drawn that. But I did it. And I know this is something that we aim to teach our kids all the time. Don't be afraid to try and and try, try, try again. But I really think this goes for us as adults too. 
if something is on our hearts and we try, like Jim shared quite a bit about this evening, and we mess up, what does it matter? You know, we can just try again and again and again and again if needed. And I think that's the mindset we have to have with things like getting art and creativity back into schools. Chances are art is not going to be funded on a national scale in a big way right now. So what do we do? Well, uh, Jim gave some awesome ideas. And I feel like what if we just focus on trying, you know, try one thing to incorporate art. And if that works, yay. And if it doesn't work, what was lost? Absolutely nothing. And even so, the time with the art itself and the lesson of trying was gained. And then we can try something else. We can ask for ideas and help. We can request donated supplies. The kids can practice with their pencil and paper if that's all they have. We can try. Instead of just doing nothing and freaking out about the fact that funding isn't available, we can try something, anything. And our kids will see us try to make it happen for them. And that way they can learn that even when things are tough and there doesn't seem to be a solution, there is always a way to try. So we're not only trying for ourselves as educators, we're teaching our kids how to try by example, not just talking about it. So I I just encourage all of us to just start from where we're at with really important things like art in schools and try something to incorporate it. The worrying and the complaining and the time spent with those things isn't going to make anything happen. It's the trying that's going to lead to things happening. I mean, isn't that an awesome way to think about it, you guys? Try. Let's just try. Let's focus on the trying. And on that note, I just really, really, really hope this hour has given you renewed inspiration for art and creativity in schools and classrooms and in your own life. I just feel like creativity and artistic endeavors can be such a huge part of what brings joy to learning and to life. And we've just got to keep trying to keep it in our schools and in kids' lives. And, And speaking of joy... I have more giving fun for you this evening, you guys. And remember to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. So this Facebook giveaway number three tonight is, of course, open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now to encourage excitement about drawing and art and illustration in schools and classrooms. I have eight wonderful dual tip art marker illustration sets, each complete with a 30 or 40 count dual tip art marker set. Both sizes will be pictured in the giveaway picture. And each set will also include 48 sheets of top quality, heavyweight mixed media art paper. And in the giveaway picture, you'll see the drawing I made of the weird school character, AJ, that I mentioned just a minute ago. Needless to say, I, uh, like Jim, The art sets are awesome, you guys. Oh, my gosh. So there will be eight educator recipients, and each will receive one of the wonderful art sets. So to enter, just go to our Right Word Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. And remember to include tonight's code word creativity as part of your entry comment, even if you included it in tonight's other giveaway entries earlier, okay? And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the eight recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams and her wonderful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. Once again, tons of thanks 
to Jim Paylot for being my super amazing, fantastic guest here on The Right Road tonight. What a blessing he is. Thank you to Marcy for her always wonderful behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my terrific engineer, Jairee, and the whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And if you listened all the way to the end here, here's that special bonus gift opportunity for each and every one of you who request it. I have an absolutely amazing On the Right Road mini poster that Jim created just for us, just for Right Road and all of you amazing Right Road educator friends and your students. It is so special. And it's black and white so you can easily print and copy it so your kids can color it or add their own creativity to it. Wait till you see it, you guys. It's an absolute treasure. And I can't believe he did this for us. Plus, I'm going to add three bonus $50 Amazon gift card drawings to this giving fund because Jim met the three-minute quickfire question challenge early on in the show. The gift cards will help some of you purchase drawing and illustration supplies for your students. So if you're listening now and you'd like the free On the Right Road mini poster, again, that Jim specifically created it for tonight. So this may be a once in a lifetime chance to get it and a chance to receive the Amazon gift cards. Just email me at heypaula, that's H-E-Y Paula, P-A-U-L-A, at rightroadkids.org. That's H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S dot org, O-R-G. Put the code word creativity in the subject line and include your school, city, and state in the body of the email with a note that you'd like the mini poster. And if you do that, within the next few days, I will personally email you the very special On the Right Road poster that Jim Paylot created just for us. I can't say enough about how cool it is. Plus... If you do that, if you enter, you'll also be entered to receive one of the three Amazon gift cards, too. I mean, if you request them in any poster, you'll be entered for the three Amazon gift cards, too. And as always, you guys, this episode will be available to listen to or download for free. So you can listen to any parts of it you may have missed or download it to save and share with your educator friends and your students and kids. Oh, my gosh, I hope you'll download this show to share with your kids. What an inspiration Jim is. And as I typically do... I'll post the free listen download link on our Right Road Kids Facebook page about a half hour after we wrap up here so you have easy access to it. And watch for the click click and listen giveaway for this episode coming up at some time in the near future. Even if you're listening now, you can still click listen and enter that giving fun. And in between our On the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, Instagram, and via our our website at rightroadkids.org. And as I always like to close with you guys, always remember that you are special, appreciated, loved, and more talented than you know. Until next time on the right road here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Hey, remember to take time to be creative and to just try and to support and uplift kids' creativity, kind of no matter what it takes, because creativity can bring so much beauty, peace, and joy to the world. I love you and appreciate you all so much. I can't wait to catch you again next time. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. 
And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on The Right Road. Right road.